it's a warm spring night. I've got no show notes. I've got nothing, just me, a full belly with some leftover Chinese food, and a hankering to talk pinball. So let's see how much trouble we can get into tonight. Welcome to episode 21 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingon. With me tonight is me and my dog, Bud. You know, Bud. Say hi, Bud. It's quiet tonight because the wind's not blowing. It's a beautiful spring day today. Today is uh, <clears throat> April 7th, 2019. It's my youngest son's 10th birthday today. It's really cool. We, uh... You know, had his little friends in the neighborhood over, and we had, you know, presents and pizza and, and cake and ice cream. And uh, my two youngest sons, his, his next older brother's 11, will be 12 in June. They spent way too much time on the internet and, and computer games, you know, like most kids their age do. So I got my uh, youngest son and, and my middle son new ball gloves, and I uh, bought my youngest son a new ball bat and baseballs and a new Giants hat. Took him out in the yard and played catch with him and the friends for a while. And then uh, friends all went home and we went to the park and we played some more ball. Hit some balls around and fielded and got out, got some fresh air and sunshine. That's my thing this year is to do more stuff with my boys that's out of the house and not computer related. Got a fish and chip trip planned in a couple of weeks. Anyway, this has virtually nothing to do with pinball. So as I said earlier, I got no show notes. I got no script. I got no nothing. I got me and the microphone and all you wonderful listeners out there. So let's jump right into it. Well, we're going to talk about pinball. You know, as I look at my kids and, uh, you know, just the world we live in today. And, uh, you know, I follow the forums and, I, you know, we have our own little private secret, super secret cardboard port clubhouses. You know, it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. <clears throat> but we talk about pinball a lot. We play a lot, we get together for league nights and uh, tournaments and and just come on over and play for a while or go out and play on location. When I was my youngest son's age, you know, I grew up in a real small town, Northern California, uh, Oroville, California, to be exact, a town of about 10,000 people at the time. It's not much bigger now. And this is in the 70s. I mean, pinball was everywhere. I mean, every little burger place, pizza place, um, a pool hall, the bus station had a lineup. Used to play there a lot with my dad when I was a kid. 7-Eleven, um, you know, every place had a couple of pinball machines and some had a lot of pinball machines. <clears throat> and then as I got a little older, the later 70s and arcades started becoming popular. There were a couple arcades in town that had like 20 games. This is a small town, so. But, you know, me and my dad go play, and my cousins and me and my friends. We never knew who the designers or the artists were. Um, you know, we knew the manufacturer of the game because it was right on the game. You know, Gottlieb, Bally, Williams, uh, Chicago Coin, then later Stern Electronics. Occasionally a uh, Sonic game would pop up or some other less-known brand, but. 
we just played the games. We just had fun. And, you know, we picked our favorite titles by the theme or the artwork or just, you know, what it had on the play field. It had a lot of drop targets or spinners. You know, later on, ooh, like Xenon had a cool ramp and the tube shot and it talked. And, you know, and Flash had the flash lamps and the beautiful bright blue colors. And, uh, you know, Gorgon also talked. First talking pinball machine. Anyway, I, I, I kind of ramble on about this, but it's it's like, you know, everybody gets uh, so wound up, you know, on the internet. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody should exercise their God give them First Amendment rights to free speech and free expression. Bud, get out of the garbage. Anyway, Bud's looking to hoist some of that leftover uh, broccoli beef I tossed in there. It wasn't bad either. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just go out and play pinball. You know, uh, uh, if you got games at home playing, invite people over, uh, invite friends, you know, and neighbors. Um, you know, pick a pick a night now and then or an afternoon and just have pinball uh if you have kids and they have you know sports or or other you know uh extracurricular clubs invite the you know scouting what have you invite them over introduce them to pinball if they've never been introduced to it um go out and support your local locations that's really important you know pinball's on the rise lately um you know games are selling more and more manufacturers that we've seen in since the early mid nineties. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all over the media, social media, television, radio, it's getting talked about. There are articles and, uh, videos out there all over of people saying, Hey, pinball's really coming back. And that's awesome. So support that, you know, and, uh, talk it up to your friends, say, Hey, you know, you don't necessarily have to own a game. Hopefully, if you, especially if you live somewhere that has uh, a lot of, you know, good location play. And if you own games, that's awesome too. You know, and share that, share that passion, that love of pinball, the simple joy of just playing, you know, just enjoying a game with friends. Because, you know, it's more fun to compete. Well, that's what the backlash on all the old games says. Anyway, I'm going to take a sip of my ice-cold Coca-Cola. And yes, I do have to get up early for work. Uh, so what else is going on? I'm going to pop into the shows. Talk more about those. I know I talk about those a lot lately. But it's show season. And just like supporting your location, pinball, and uh, you know the operators that put those out. Um, let's, you know, support your local pinball show. Well, as everybody probably knows by now, April 12th through 14th, the Midwest Gaming Classic. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, they've got pinball and video games and console games and cosplay. This one's going to be huge this year because uh, the new Stern title, The Black Knight Sword of Rage, is going to make its official debut there. And, uh, you know, you've seen some picture stills and some very short video clips of both the pro and the premium slash LE model. But until you get to see some real gameplay flipping, hey, we're all kind of like hoping and wondering what it's all going to be like. That anticipation, that excitement. It's like being a little kid at Christmas again. And the other big news at Midwest Gaming Classic is the New Jersey Jack pinball title, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, based on the... Uh, 
Gene Wilder movie from the early 70s. I want to say 71 or 72, but don't hold me to that. Like I said, I got no notes tonight. I'm completely off the cuff on this one. No net, no nothing, man. Just shooting from the hip, like I like to do so often. You know what? It's worked for me. I based my whole life on the teachings of Indiana Jones. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. And somehow, miraculously, it's worked pretty well. So anyways, you got the Midwest Gaming Classic. They got a lot of good stuff going on. You're going to get to see the reveal of two. I, I, you know, look, they're going to be awesome. They're going to be awesome. Um, you know, it'll be exactly as we have on our own minds. Eh, maybe not, but don't get disappointed, you know, because it's new pinball, awesome themes. going to be great. You're going you're gonna to just enjoy the fact that there's more new pinball out there. And then we have, uh, let's see what we got going after that. All right, we have Pinball to Zoo, April 25th to 27th in Kalamazoo, Michigan. You Midwest folks have got a lot of good pinball going on in April. It's a pinball and arcade show as well, and also a Stern Circuit event. And that's in Kalamazoo, Michigan, April 25th through 27th. And it's at the Kalamazoo County Expo Center, 2900 Lake Street in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's 15 bucks for adults per day, 8 bucks for kids per day, 5 to 13 years old. Free for kids born and under. That's pretty cool. Take the kids. Get grandma and grandpa to go too, and they can run around with the kids. It's great. whole family should do that. Uh, I love to see families at shows, two, three generations. It's wonderful. All righty. Uh, April 26th through 28th, the 2019 Edmonton Pinball and Arcade Expo, presented by Nitro Pinball and Retroactive Arcade. And that's in Sherwood Park, Edmonton, Alberta. That's in Canada for you folks without a map. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know a lot about Canada, to be honest. Canadians, by and large, the, the ones I've met, are always so polite. Nice people there in Canada. I'm going to have to make the journey someday and get up to the Great White North. But anyway, so that's uh, the 2019 Edmonton Pinball and Arcade Expo, Yegpin, <clears throat> April 26th through 28th. And after that, we've got... Allentown Pin Fest 2019. That's May 3rd and 4th. And you guessed it, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Pin Fest 2019 Spring Pinball Show. All right. It's at the Allentown Fairgrounds. Approximately 300 pinballs will be on free play. And it's the largest pinball show on the East Coast, according to their website. So, yeah, check it out. Should be a fun show. So, all you East Coast guys, Allentown, Pennsylvania. You got that show coming up. Up next, I got to scroll down because I lost my place. Sorry about that, folks. Hey, it's free entertainment. And again, I'm go I'm I'm working without a net tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. May third through fifth, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW pinball show. Uh, this is the sixth VFW showcase, 400 plus unique machines on free play at one of the largest dedicated pinball venues in North America. And that's in Brighton, Michigan. Uh, that sounds like a fun show. That's Clay's place, isn't it? Yeah, Clay Harrell. Big time dude in the pinball community. Does a lot. Has given a lot to the pinball community over the years. Get out and support his show. You know, I heard a while back, a year or two ago, he even moved the dates of his show so it wouldn't coincide 
with the local pinball show out here where I'm at in Northern California, the Golden State Pinball Festival. Anyway, <clears throat> that's uh, Friday, May 3rd through Sunday, May 5th. And that's at uh, Ann, Arbor, Ann Arbor, Michigan VFW Pinball Show. Check that out, man. It's Clay's show. It should be a really awesome show. You Midwest guys have got it going on. The Northern Lights Pinball Show 2019, also May 4th and 5th. And that's in Manchester, England, or Great Britain. So, um, you wonderful pinheads across the pond, as you like to say. Got your show going May 4th and 5th. The Northern Lights Pinball Show in Manchester, Great Britain. See what else I can find out for you about that. Uh, they've got pinball. They've got retro consoles, handhelds, class computers, arcade games. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, well, you guys check that out if you're in, in England and grab some good fish and chips while you're there, too. So, because I do love me some good fish and chips. May 17th through 19th, our local show. I'm getting so excited. It's 40 days away. The Golden State Pinball Festival, May 17th through 19th. Last episode, I botched the dates. Matt's at uh, the Golden, the Golden State Pinball Festival. Yes, it is. It's at the Lodi Great Festival Fairgrounds in beautiful, sunny Lodi, California. And uh, it's a great show. And it benefits great causes. It goes to WOW, the World's Wonder Science, Math, and Technology Museum. It's uh, uh, kids and teenage museums teaches young people and adults about uh, the wonders of uh, the modern world and technology, math and science and engineering, physics, good stuff. So it benefits that. Also benefits, uh, I believe the tournament benefits the Pacific Pinball Museum. It always has in years past. But uh, check out the website, gspf.org or goldenstatepinball.org. All right, up next. <clears throat> Scroll down a lot, of, a lot of leagues and tournaments. Okay, May 25th through 27th. Now we're going somewhere. It's a Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown, May 25th through 27th in Denver, Colorado. Here are good things about this show. Haven't had the pleasure yet, but uh, you guys can look it up on uh, as soon as I can get it to open up. I'll tell you more about it. Um, there we go. Now it's opening up. Okay. It's, uh, oh, that's Memorial Day weekend. Okay, hey, it's in a new location. And it doesn't say the name of the location. All right, well, you know what? You can look it up. You can Google and look it up online, so. And then Pop's walking by trying not to make noise, which he's making noise with his book. So, thanks, Pop. You're all right. Pop's got to give himself a drink. Anyway, where were we? Okay, so that's, uh... <clears throat> Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown, Memorial Day weekend, May 25th through 27th in Denver, Colorado, in Mile High City. And then uh, May 31st through June 2nd, we have the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. Another great show from what I hear. Haven't had the pleasure of going yet, but it's on my list. And that's at Tacoma, Washington. Definitely worth checking out. That's another one I know they give proceeds to local uh, charities. I, I, I'm told they give out scholarships. So you're doing something good for a young person helping out with their further education. 
uh, June 7th through 9th. The Southern Hemisphere Pinball Championships. That's more of a tournament, I guess. And that's in Mogoa, Australia. Okay. Don't know a lot about that. Pintastic Pinball and Game Room Expo is June 27th through 30th. And that's, of course, in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. Another great East Coast show for you guys. I hear great things about. Here's another one. July 12th through 14th, the Southern Pride Gaming Expo. This is uh, in Marietta, Georgia. And uh, from what I understand, uh, it's both arcade games, and I believe consoles, and pinball. Uh, hear great things about that. So check that one out. I'll give you more and more, and then I'm going to stop, and we'll move on to other things. We'll talk about more upcoming shows later on. July 27th through uh, 28th, California Extreme, classic arcade game show in Santa Clara, California. This is a huge show. It's, uh, it used to be more centered around arcade games. I mean, it still is, but there's pinball too, and a great amount of pinball. Great collections show up there. Uh, I know one of the organizers a bit. I was seeing with the other pinball shows, and, and we talked. Good dude, his name's Mark. Uh, it's a fantastic show if you haven't been, and that's... Uh, Again, it's a classic arcade show. Take you back to the days days. Pinball and arcades. And that's in Santa Clara, California. Just check out the website. Google it. Again, I'm working without a net here, folks. Anyway, well, that leaves us up to August. So we'll get out of that and talk about, uh, talk about more upcoming fun. Um, you know, what I was talking about earlier in the episode is, uh, you know, just, uh, go, you know, get out. Get out of the house. Uh, you know, the internet's great and all the track. As I sit here on the internet, broadcasting, doing a podcast, it's all great technology and great fun. And it's made our world a little smaller. And we've been able to connect with people from around the globe and, and reconnect with, with old friends and family members. That's really awesome. But uh, I never want to lose. And I don't want anybody else to ever miss out on those simple joys of, uh, you know, going to your local pinball hangout, playing pinball, having a soda or a beer, having some food, you know, hooking up with friends, making new ones. So I'm going to put a challenge out to everybody. I do this a lot, just, you know, my crazy little ways is uh, when you're out in public at a location, you see somebody kind of waiting. It's just you or there's two player and you see one or two more people. Ask if they want to join in, you know, jump in and play a four player. It's a great way to meet new people. You know, maybe they're from out of town. Maybe they do a podcast themselves and they'll, you know, give you high praise on, on their next show. Um, maybe they're local, new to the area or new to pinball. And you'd be doing a good turn as a, a good pin ambassador. You know, maybe they have a massive collection. They're just out checking out some of the locations. And they'll invite you over to their house to play pinball. Who knows? But you know what? Step out of your comfort zone and reach out. And when you go to the shows, um, you know, the pinball gatherings, do the same. You know, if you're on a game, you're by yourself or with a, a friend or a relative. And you see somebody waiting patiently, invite them in to play a four-player with you. You know? And it kind of... Walk around and say, hey, have you played this game? It's really cool. Or say, hey, is there something you wanted to play? I'll play a game with you. Introduce yourself. Invite them over to your, you know, if you're if you're uh, 
on site or hotel room or something, I'll invite them over to the bar for a drink or say, hey, you got plans for dinner? Open yourselves up, man. You, you meet some really neat people that way. So as always, we've talked about this on other episodes. It's Golden State Pinball Festival. Look in the camping area. You'll see the yurt. My wife's idea. She first told me, we're, we want to get a yurt. I had to think about it. I kept thinking yak, giraffe. What the hell's a yurt? It's like it's a tent. Oh, round tent. Got it. Got it. I kept thinking weird zoo animal. Anyway, so find the yurt. You'll find us. Come over before the show in the morning while copying donuts and stuff. Come over, say hi, have a cup of coffee with us. Or if it's later in the evening, you'll probably find us either playing pinball or there. Um, another thought is uh, the uh, the Friday night, flipping, uh, flipping Friday kickoff party. And that's going to be, uh, of course, at the Golden State Pinball Festival. Uh, if you go on to gspf.org, click on the picture of Steve Sharlin where it uh, talks about the the flip and fry kickoff party that'll link you to uh making reservations for your tickets those sold out in a flash last year and if you keep up with the the podcast or keep up with the happenings in the northern california area um campsite sold out at an alarmingly record place campsite tickets sold out faster than metallica tickets sold out this year that's how quick those things went anyway there's still plenty of seats available for the dinner. We've got a slightly bigger room. We can accommodate more people this year. Uh, local Girl Scout troop does the dinner, and the food is off the charts, people. You mustn't miss this. So it's good food and good friendship to be had, and we're going to be giving out the second annual Steve Charlin Spirit Award. That award goes to a good pin ambassador, uh, somebody who... Uh, shows the same kind of spirit that Steve had. You know, he's a good friend to everybody and helps promote pinball in a positive way and helps people without ever being asked. Um, gives more than they take. And that's what that award goes to. So it's already been posted on the official GSPF website. And uh, so I'll go ahead and throw it out here. I was going to throw it out last night's episode or whenever friday night's episode when i did that pop that's a heck of a sandwich all right go pop and uh my dad lives with us folks so he's uh the world's oldest living college freshman now so bless his heart <laughs> anyway um this year's recipient of the steve charlotte spirit award is the pinball pirate himself chris Kuntz. And yes, he knows. I, I contacted him last week. So so if you see him before the show, congratulate him. Um, it's well deserved, you know. Um, it, it was, you know, it was uh, uh, went to the secret chamber to be voted on and it was discussed at length basically since the end of the show last year. Who is going to get this year's award? It's not something that anybody takes lightly and because we're and honoring the wonderful people that give so much back to the community. We're remembering and honoring a really wonderful human being, Steve Charland, who I miss dearly. Anyway, where are we? We're at the 23 minute mark. I'm just, I'm just cutting it out here, man. I got, I got, uh, like I said, I got no net. I got no script. I got no show notes. I don't even have a notepad in front of me. 
I got my laptop and my Coke and my cell phone. So we're uh, take another drink of Coke. Mmm. Ah, that is good. Ah, the pause that refreshes. Um, we're talking with Mark Scoff on the last episode, and who uh, is the composer of the Spinners Lit Football Podcast theme song. Thanks again, Mark. It was great talking to you, man. It's been too long. We'll see you at the show. You know, and, and we told that story the other night. I'll tell it again because it's a fun story. Uh, my wife and I met Mark at Pinagogo about four years ago. He was fairly new to the hobby, and and he uh, had come to the show. We were waiting in line to play Hobbit, and he said, hey, you want to jump in with us? He said, that would be great. Mark absolutely destroyed the Hobbit. He put up Grand Champion. I mean, his game, that was like a 45-minute game. And he was just really, you know, taken by surprise that we, you know, cheered him on, and we didn't get impatient about having to wait to play. We had all day, man. It's a pinball show. So, but uh, we 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 forged a friendship from that day forward, and uh, that's what I'm talking about. When you, you know, when you step out of your comfort zone, and uh, you know, open yourself up just a little bit, even in this day and age, you you, you get out of things what you put into them. And uh, I've gotten a lot that way out of pinball. Made a lot of great friends. You know, and that's what guys, the old, some of the old timers like Steve Charland and uh, I'm drawing a complete blank here. And uh, my good buddy, Jungle Queen Steve, is going to kick me in the butt for this. Um, and Al, Al Garber, God rest his soul. That's what they're trying to tell us all these years back when they're starting out the pinball shows and bringing games to the shows and getting together at friends' houses. The pinball, you know, is great. It's awesome. And we all love it. And it's just a vehicle. It's always really been about the people, the friendships forged, and the relationships and uh, made through the silly little box of lights with a steel ball that we all crave so much. That's what they were trying to tell us, folks. We should listen. Anyway. So make sure you go out and play pinball on location. Play at your house. Play at friends' houses. Play, you know, start a league. Just start an informal club. Get together a couple times a month. You don't even have to keep score if you don't want it. Just have fun. So, but uh, Mark and I were talking. He was talking about he had played Phoenix. When he was Phoenix at the show. Or at Texas Pinball Festival in the tournament, rather. I put a lot of quarters into one of those way back in the old days in Oroville, California at the Odyssey Arcade on Orodam Boulevard. I don't remember the address. Anyway, but they had about, God, they had 20, 25 pinball machines back then. They had a whole row of Gottliebs. They had a whole row of Williams. Uh, they had a whole roll of ba- roll, row of Bally's. And they had a whole row of early Stearns. Ted Nugent, Dracula. Flight 2000, Meteor, Galaxy, maybe a couple more. I don't remember. It's been too many years. Oh, they have some, they have some Atari pins too. So I thought I'd do is I thought I'd go through. Because if I recall correctly, uh, Williams Phoenix, uh, Internet, Pinball Database. Okay. 
Uh, Williams Phoenix was the very first game Barry Orsler ever designed, if I recall correctly. And we're going to go through a few designers right now and talk about that. Talk about what was their first game. So we'll start with Williams Phoenix. And it's coming up on the old database right now, or the 3DBB, the three-dimensional blackboard. Email me at thespinnerslit at gmail.com if you know what that reference is from. All right, you're not going to win anything. It's, I'll announce your name on the on the next episode and tell the whole world how awesome you are, because you are awesome, because you're listening to this show. Nah, even without that, you're awesome anyway. All right, so Phoenix, and I clicked on the wrong link. Hey, again, folks, it's free entertainment, and I'm working without a net here. Just having some fun. Feeling spunky tonight. All right, November 1978, 6,198 units confirmed. Designed by Barry Ausler. Okay. And if I recall correctly, it was his very first game. It may not have been, and if I if I uh, am wrong, please feel free to email me at thespinnerislit at gmail.com and correct me on that. So let's go to Steve Ritchie. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the slam dancer. Well, I don't know if you ever slam danced, but anyway. Okay, searching Steve Ritchie now. Man, too many games to list. All right, Airborne Avenger. I already knew that one. I just couldn't remember the name of it. That was his first game in Atari. And uh, the first game, and from what I understand, um, he had, well, let's go to production. Okay, September 1977, it went to production, Airborne Avenger, Steve Ritchie's first game. 3,420 units approximate. That was a super wide body. Um, design was by Steve Ritchie. Art was by George Opperman. Software by his good friend and great software dude. Eugene Jarvis. That guy's done a lot of great work in pinball and video games over the years. Anyway, that was his first game. Then he manufactured, manufactured. He was working on Superman. He left uh, He left Atari and started over at Williams and uh, started work on uh, his first game at Williams, which was Flash Pinball. And... Uh, so that came out, I think, late 78, early 79. And while he was working on that, or just about the time Flash came out, uh, Atari Superman came out, which he did work on and helped design. So we all know Pat Waller's first game. We'll get to him next. And that, of course, was Wrecking Ball was the original title, which eventually became Bonsai Run. I think there's one prototype example somewhere out in the world of... Uh, the Wrecking Ball version of that game, if I'm not mistaken. So, up next, who should we go to next? Let's see, let's see. Well, we did Barry Orsler, Steve Ritchie, and Pat Lawler. Let's go to George Gomez, which I believe his first game was Corvette. Well, C-O-R-E. 
fact, I'm absolutely positive it was Corvette. But just in case, you know, you probably already knew this. And if you did, that's okay. You're learning something new today. Look, edumacation. Courtesy of the Spinner's Lip Pinball Podcast, lack of sleep, exhaustion, soda pop, and leftover Chinese food. The broccoli beef is quite tasty. Yep, George Gomez. All right, it's his first game. And that was August 1994. 5,001 units confirmed. If you haven't had a chance to play that. Fun game. I actually kind of like it. It's kind of quirky. And, uh, oh, there's one on the list of games to be had to play on free play. It's Golden State Pinball Festival. So, also make sure you thank people. If you see somebody, you know they brought a game, make sure and tell them thank you. It's awful nice of people to share their private collections with the public. So, anyway, that was George Gomez's first game. So, it was, uh, was Corvette. We could go on with this, but I'm probably boring everybody right now. Like I said, I just wanted to get a quick episode out there and and just remind everybody, just go out and have fun. It's pinball. It's fun. Don't take it too seriously. Or as a very wise man, old Navy buddy once told me when I was a young buck, take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Just very excited this time of year with the shows coming up anticipation you know like i said it's like being a kid at christmas and uh just made me want to pop out another quick episode give you guys this papa bud see it wouldn't be a, it, it wouldn't be a show unless bud was barking at the air bud for pete's sakes go lay down go to your bed <laughs> anyway all right well i'll cut it short here but i'll give you something to listen to hope it won't put you to sleep on your commute in the morning or if you're out gardening or exercising or whatever it is you like to do when you listen to podcasts and this has been episode 21 a warm spring night the spinner's lip pinball podcast i've been your host spencer Klingen, and you guys know the words say them with me play pinball Keep America strong.